You are listening to Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Network. Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne is a daily broadcast that looks at issues facing the black community. Join us to get a biblical perspective, detox from misinformation, and ground yourself in truth. Black America, I believe that you can have it all. Financial success, community stability, an enjoyable life, and more than enough money in the bank if you know biblical success principles and tactics based on truth. Welcome to Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Podcast Network. My name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes. You may not realize this, but God is at war with all lies and every liar. On this show, I share truth from the Word of God that exposes the lies and stereotypes that oppress black Americans and manipulate Christians while revealing wisdom to liberate you into the wonderful purposes he has for you and for your life. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you've done, or even where you're at right now. God wants to partner with you and help you in your situation. So why not open your mind and consider what I have to say in the next 30 minutes? You may hear something that could revolutionize the entire course of your life. You've got nothing to lose. So let's begin. Good morning. Welcome to Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne uh, on the Just Truth Podcast Network. Today is day four of uh, this week's Just Truth, and I was uh, where I've been covering or speaking about the question was the Apostle Paul a false apostle? For a lot of people, this doesn't seem like a a, a big deal. I think, I, and for some people, I should say, this may not seem like a big deal, but to many in the um, in the Hebrew Israelite community, this is a very big issue, um, and. It's for a lot of reasons. One is because we have seen a shift, or when you look at the scripture, you can see where the church shifted from being, you know, solely based in the in the religion of the Old Testament to this new thing that that it transformed into, and it barely bears any resemblance to the God of the Old Testament and the, and the Word of the Old Testament. And and that, I agree, is by design. It's been a bad thing. According to the scripture, we can see where uh, a lot of what is happening now is completely shifted off and, and detached from the mooring of where things started and where it's supposed to be. And so this resurgence of us finding our identity and wanting to pursue going back to the original design is very important as part of why and what the Most High is going to be doing in the times that are coming in this new move that he's got for the end time, we're going to see a lot of tension going back and forth and trying to wrestle the ecclesia, the called out ones, which is what church is translated from, back to the moorings so that we can move in power like the early church. And so this is going to be very important for people going forward because there's a balance that we have to strike 
and we got to get rid of the paganism that's come in. But at the same time, we can't go back to the Levitical system. So, so this is a very big issue for any and every Christian to understand because there's dire principles, there's dire consequences on either side that need to be understood. And today I'm going to cover or I'm going to speak to uh, a couple things that, well, one thing that I that I'm sure uh, I said I was going to speak about yesterday, which is grace, which is one of the doctrines that uh, uh, Paul is being called a Hellenizer for, and and dismissed by a lot of people, and and so there's that. But then there's also the question of apostles and apostleship. Are there any apostles apostles besides the twelve? And I didn't really get to go into uh, the depth of study that I wanted to do on that part, but I'm but I am going to address that on a later thing because that's a that's a separate deal that we need to talk about in detail. But I will just cover a couple things on that and give you some information and perspective on the word so that you can go and meditate on it yourself and see what God has to say about it. Okay. And so let's um, let me first go ahead and, and 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 let's see here. So there's a lot of things that we need to talk about, and I just want to mention to you the website is still in the process. Hopefully, I can have this have it back up here before the end of the weekend. I was I was trying to have it done by today, but it's in the process. Also. Uh, the book is still in the process, and I'll be getting that ready as soon as I can. You know, I just have so many different things that I'm working on all at the same time. And so and so let's go ahead and talk about grace. The word grace occurs in the scriptures from what I was able to research this morning 170 times. Okay. Uh at least, and, and, and that's in 159 verses, because in some verses it's mentioned twice, okay? And that's going from Genesis 8 through through Acts 20 and 24. Now, the, the, the thing that you want to know about the, the Genesis 8 account, that comes from right here. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So you have to understand, no one in his family were the only ones who did not die in the deluge, in the in the flood. When God wiped out pre the pre-flood civilization, and who knows how many billions of people that was, he 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 didn't leave anybody but Noah and his family. And and it wasn't because of Noah's righteousness. He was righteous in his generation only because of faith. You know, it, it, you have to understand that the law wasn't given at that point in time. And so he didn't have the the Levitical priesthood and all that other stuff. How did he survive? How did how did they survive to repopulate the earth according to the word of God? It's by grace. OK. And so many times we we. So many a lot of the people who have trouble with with God and with the scripture are legalistic people. They think that that somehow they can be right according to their own judgment. 
and that's not given to you. God's judgment and his standards are much higher than ours. And there is no leeway with him as far as good and bad and, and all these different things. There's only either I'm judging you and killing you for this, or I'm extending grace, period. Even when you had the Levitical system and the sacrifices and all that stuff, you still had to have his grace. Even the giving of that system was by grace. Now, here's another one. Genesis uh, 19, 19. This is Lot. And, and, well, and this is Lot when he and his family are fleeing Sodom and Gomorrah before it was destroyed. And one of the things that you find a lot of times in the scriptures where it talks about grace, it's, it's, it's in a life and death situation. Noah found grace. That was life and death. Here Lot is, but, uh, but now Lot thy servant, uh, but now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed me in saving my life, and I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. And so basically he was asking, can I go to the little city instead of having to escape to the mountain? He, he, did, he said he wasn't going to make it. And they said, yes. You know, the angels say, yeah, okay. You know, they made an allowance. That's what grace is. Grace is the making of allowances for people and your limitation or, or whatever you can't get right before God on your own, because none of us are righteous. None of us can approach him in our own righteousness, period. Okay. Right here, uh, Genesis 47, 29. And the time drew nigh for Israel, uh, that, that Israel must die. And he called his son Joseph and said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, put thy, um, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh and deal kindly and truly with me bury me not in egypt again here's here's this is talking about life and death you know he didn't want to be buried in the land of slavery the land of bondage okay you know um and again i know that that's kind of a stretch per the conversation but it's still a, a measure of grace i mean and i'm only hitting on a few of these scriptures uh where it concerns grace and and I'm really I'm just even just in the Old Testament here, but the 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 reason that I'm making the point is because the 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 statute of grace from the Most High is is throughout the Scripture. It's not something that was invented by Paul. The understanding was that the law was not perfect in that it couldn't take you it couldn't take you to the level of going back to the to the you know to before adam fell and it couldn't make you right with god and that it didn't it didn't improve you all it did was convict you know it, it just showed who was unrighteous because the, what, what it did was it showed you continually that you can't be right on your own you can't do this thing you can't be holy and righteous by your works that only the mashiach was able to do that because that is the standard the, the the standard that god has is perfect or it's bad period 
everything else in the middle gets grace. And those who get grace are ones who do this. And Moses said unto the Lord, See thou sayest unto me, bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know um, whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast said, uh, and, and, thou, and, thou hast also, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Here he is, he's pleading for the people. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may, that I may know thee, that I, may, that I might find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. So here he is interceding for someone because out of, his, out of a right heart, the scripture says that Moses was the most humble man in the, in the whole earth. Okay. You know, and he. And he said, and this is the response. And he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. Why? Because Moses was pleading on the grace. All right. And remember if the, and at that time, the people had just sacrificed to this molten calf and, and they were engaged in all kinds of debauchery and, and that Lord had just brought them out of, out of Egypt. He had just brought them out of Egypt and they were ready to take their new their 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 new freedom and dishonor him with it okay um and so he was he was ready just you know let me i'm just you know get rid of these people and 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 because of moses pleading with god and interceding for them god gave them grace they deserve judgment but he gave them his grace we all deserve judgment you see and that's one of the things that the Mashiach does for us as our high priest, he's he's pleading on our behalf. You know, he paid for us to to for our sin, but at the same time, you know, he's 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 interceding for us on a continual basis. How can a man be in that place to do that job? You you can't. If there's no high priest now, where's the high priest? Where's the high priest? Where's all the stuff to, to do the sacrifices and all that stuff? And even if you had all that stuff, God is still not going to accept that. He's not accepting any more, um, any more, any, anything dying, you know, for, for, for you to get, be righteous. That's, 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 you know, if you want to try and do that, you know, you got other problems. Okay. And he said, and if thy, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Basically, he said, if, if you don't go with me, you know, I, I don't want to go nowhere. You see, that, that's the heart that we have to have toward the most high is, is what, you know, is, you know, find out what he has to say and then get in line with that. Okay. And then Exodus 33, 16, for wherein shall it be known that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight, is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, and I and thy people from all the people? Here's the thing. If you don't have his presence, it's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who think that, that, that because of who you associate with, that you might be right with God, or because of, of your your stance on theology or all these other things none of that matters if, if if he don't know you 
if you don't have a relationship with him, if he doesn't speak to you on a daily basis, I mean, that's what he does. He talks to us all the time. If he, if you don't hear from him, if you don't have the confirmation of, of, of that, then, then what's all you're studying and reading and all that stuff for? That's the first thing you got to have. That's the most important thing you got to have. It doesn't matter who you hang out with and, and what they say and, and what click you part of and all this other stuff. If you don't have a relationship with the most high right here, Moses is saying, man, I don't want to go nowhere without you. There's a lot of people that think that by their diligent study or whatever, that they can approach God and that's not it. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, you think the Pharisees didn't study? They were standing right there in front of Jesus and denied him. You know, I mean, these wicked priests, I mean, you, I mean, they, they turned the Mashiach over to the Romans to be murdered because, they're, because of their lust for, for power and, and the fact that he wasn't going to be manipulated into doing what they wanted at that time. And they didn't even understand the kingdom. I mean, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is, it's not just about Israel. There's billions of people on this planet. You think that we're the only ones that he cares about? I mean, there's plenty of scriptures that say, you know, every nation, language, and tongue. Every people group, language, and tongue. I mean, that's everybody. You know, and so you got people who saying that only Israel shall be saved. And no matter what you say, they, they try and pull out, well, that, that's only the Israelites in that place and, and all this other stuff. And they can't find that in scripture. They're adding to scripture. You know, I mean... Now, this is me talking. I am just one person. I have my own opinions. I see what I, I see what the scripture says. I know what the most high says to me. You don't have to agree. You don't. No one has to agree. My job is to communicate. Once I communicate, I'm done. I'm I'm clean. And then once you hear what I've said, or someone else has said, or not. You don't have to hear what anybody says, but you're going to be held to an account regardless. And so it, it makes sense to to try and, and find some reliable sources to tell you the information. And so and or at least scrutinize where you're getting the information. If, if God tells us to study to show thyself approved unto God, don't abdicate that responsibility when it comes to someone else. You got people out there. Who want to get you into their thing and want to get you a separate over into their little to their little deal and then they want to massage you and 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 and, and whatnot with their doctrine separate they want you to be over in that little click separate and 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 you have to be go through their indoctrination and then at some point they just tell you look this is what we said either you accept that or you leave and you got some people who are just they just they just get weak and they abdicate they abdicate their 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 responsibility to hold them accountable you have a responsibility to hold whoever's telling you anything accountable to make sure they're telling you the right thing this is life and death this is life and death it's not just you know 
there's it's not like there's no consequences. You're gonna make decisions off of what they tell you that affect your life and your family's life and the people you meet. And every one of these people and all these different responsibilities is gonna be required of you at the hand of the most high. He's not gonna let you off on any of them. And so we have to be diligent and we have to actually be measured and 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 steadfast in what you accept and not accept you know he wants to turn you into a flame of fire i talked about this the other day fire burns it either burns up or it purifies and so you know that's what he wants he doesn't want you to be weak wherever you go you're fire a, a believer is everybody else you know y'all are just chaff get burnt up all right so so i've talked to, uh, about a few of these things and, I, and i've got more there's other scriptures that i um i mean there's plenty i put some in the notes for the message but there's some else i want to go to there's the issue of the 12 apostles was there only 12 and um and and is the apostolic age over all right if you deny the writings of paul then you can avoid uh ephesians chapter 4 you can also ignore the the book of acts where it shows that there were multiple apostles other than just the 12 all right so let me show you a principle the way we the, the way we look at the word, one of the ways that we look at it that he has given us is to see precepts. When he established the 12 sons of Israel, the 12 sons of Israel are the sons are considered the sons of, of Abraham. They walk in the covenant of Abraham. And, and so he had 12 tribes come come from abraham through isaac down to jacob down to jacob's 12 sons okay well and from them came the 12 tribes and so they got the 12 um stones that or the 12 the 12 gates i can't remember the, there's 12 represented in 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 the kingdom when you look at in the book of revelations and it talks about the 12 the 12 sons of of israel but isn't David considered a son of Israel? I mean, it, it, it didn't just stop with those 12 and then he didn't have any more. It, it continues. You're born after your family line and then you, re, you continue until the end. He did the same thing with the church. Why do you think that he would start it with just these 12 guys and tell them you're it? That's not what he did. First of all, the word apostle, the term apostle means one who is sent. You see that when Paul and Barnabas was set aside. Guess what? That means Barnabas was an apostle. Okay. Uh, you know, there's so many people who do not understand the word of God. They, they, they have, an, they have a, a cursory understanding of what they can see, and then they make up other stuff. But unless you have revelation, unless he's opening the word to you, you don't know what you're talking about. And so, like in my case, I've got proof. 
I've got proof, I, and I tell you about it all the time. I've got videos up here on this channel that 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 I founded the channel with on YouTube that have been around since 2016, predicting things that are coming accurately. None of them, and 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 a lot of the way that stuff is played out is you couldn't, I couldn't see it, but it's there. There's a testimony there that God gave me these dreams, and they're and they're being fulfilled. These things are coming to pass. And the reason I'm telling you that is not because, oh, I want you to esteem me. No, I'm telling you that this assignment is, is real. I mean, it's just like uh, uh, the, the one of the ways I even realized that this was my call was God led me to a man. I was in a meeting uh, with, with hundreds of people. And, and this dude, man, he was a prophet, a real-time legitimate prophet. This man had teenagers. You know, teenagers don't lie for nobody. He he gave an altar call and the kids, they came and they lined up from one end of the stage and went down the stage, down, down the stage, all the way around the, the, the building, which was a movie theater, all the way around the building to the other end of the stage. They immediately just got up and got in line. Kids don't do that for nobody. And then he, one by one, said something to them that had them broken and 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 weeping bitterly private he gave them a private word and he didn't miss one of them and i was watching this and it blew my mind that i was seeing this and and i was like well is this real i mean i i, I had a healthy dose of skepticism i'm just like anybody else i had a very health, healthy dose of skepticism because i'd seen people being pushed over and and all that fake stuff and so then he called out this guy that I had been talking to at this conference. Now, you got to understand, this speaker showed up on the last day of the conference. He, he hadn't been there the whole time. There was a man that I had been in conversation with for, for a few hours over the course of the, the previous couple of days. And, and so he calls this man up. And, and by the way, this is in Texas. We were in Dallas at the time. The, the, group, the, the man was from a group that was from down in Houston. So he calls up this man and he starts talking to this man and he hit this man right down the line of all the conversations that we had. And at that point, I was like, oh, now this is real. And at that point, I was like, man, prophets are still here. God is still speaking through prophets. And it was once once my my understanding was now open then the man went up and stood up on stage and he called me out and at the time i was wearing this bright orange shirt you couldn't miss me he had to see me like 50 times when he was talking from the stage but now after he had spoken to this guy and now my 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 intellect is open because i had just seen something that was miraculous then he calls me out and gives me a word and I could promise you this man spoke to things that were in my heart that nobody else knew about. And things that everybody knew about, about me. I mean, it, it was, it was, it was so accurate. Okay. And the point that I'm making to you is God still moves the same way he did when he established this, this, this word. He ain't changed. His program hasn't changed. He still does the exact same thing. But you got at the same time that you have people who do hear from God, you got a bunch of people that don't hear from nobody. They're just pulling stuff out of their behind and then they want you to go live your life off of it. 
you need to make sure who you're listening to. And you take everything that everybody says back to that word. You confirm it in the scripture. If it can't be confirmed in the scripture, leave it alone. If they aren't confirmed, if he doesn't give you proof, if he don't speak to you, when they're talking, if the word of God don't come out and arrest you and hit you right between the eyes and tell you, I'm talking to you, th that's why one person can stand up and have a conversation on the stage who's inspired by God and hit 2,000 people in the audience. That's because the Holy Spirit is speaking and he's watching over that word. It's miraculous. Just, just the, the whole thing of preaching is miraculous. Well, I'm at the end of my time for today, but, but I do want to make the point. He had 12 sons of Israel. All the tribes, all the people came from them. Why do you think he would only have 12 apostles? And then there'll be none after that. That's foolishness. As people who don't know scripture, making an opinion on something that they have no knowledge about. You don't want that. Don't listen to people who make stuff up, especially a lot of these doctrines. The same people who say there's no more apostles that tell you we're supposed to be reincarnated. I don't understand it, but some people follow that mess. And I've seen it. I've seen some of these guys that say, you know, um, well, I got to a point where I would ask questions. I'll ask questions. I'll ask questions. And finally, I just I don't ask any questions anymore. They tell me this and I just go with it. That's not scripture. That ain't scripture. That's weak. What happened is you got weak. You got beat down. They, they took from you something. And they gave you back something that you don't want, which is weakness. They took your strength and they gave you weakness. And unfortunately, you're going to have to pay for that. So, so this is Apostle Dwayne. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and sign off for now. And uh, thank you for joining me again with Just Truth. Um, and I'll see you on Monday for the next episode of Just Truth and tomorrow for a Shabbat with Apostle Dwayne. Thank you again for tuning in to Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne. We hope that these messages are ministering to you and empowering you to make a difference in your life. Please don't budget to subscribe to our RSS feed so that you never miss a new episode and don't forget to tell your family and friends. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.